You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, we have Courtney Kachuba, who is the director of marketing at Concord Theatricals. Courtney was also on the team at Samuel French before it merged with Concord back in 2018. I'm so excited to have this conversation with her today. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Mason. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to chat with you because you've talked with such a variety of people in the theater industry, and it's really lovely to see that interest and, and the diversity that you're bringing to this whole wide industry that we have. So, Well, I'm so excited to have you join the lineup. Um, can you walk me through your path to working in theater and marketing? Absolutely. Um, I, like many of the people you have probably interviewed, started with theater when I was a kid. Thank you to my parents for that. Uh, but, you know, looking back for me, growing up and in, as a, in childhood and in high school and college, it was always about storytelling. So whether that was theater or I was actually a creative writing major, an English major at Carnegie Mellon University, everything I was doing was about telling a story, whether that was my story or someone else's. And I think that's eventually what led me to marketing. So specifically, I did go to a conservatory growing up and studied English in college, but went on to do theater during the summers and through uh, Scotch and Soda Theater at CMU, if anyone from there is listening. Uh, and then when I graduated college, I moved to New York to become an actor, like most people did. <laughs> and when I got here, I actually worked in development at an off-Broadway theater. And the marketing director there at the time, we became friends and she said to me, I think you belong in marketing. And I went, no, I'm not, I'm not really into marketing. That's not my thing. And uh, I don't know what she saw, but looking back, she was right. Because again, everything that I was doing was about telling those stories and, and promoting things and getting that excitement going. So I stayed in development for a while. And then I worked for a couple of Broadway and off-Broadway theaters while I was doing some acting on the side. And then I ended up joining Atlantic Theater Company and I joined their marketing team there. And this is what I'll say for anyone who's listening, you, you kind of never know where your own story is gonna go, but a big part of it is finding the right people and trusting them. I've been really lucky to have and continue to have a lot of great mentors in my life. And one of them, Brian Pointer, I met at Atlantic and he was my manager there. He then moved on to Samuel French and pulled me over. And uh, I've been there eight years now, <laughs> and a lot has changed through from when we were Samuel French to becoming Concord Theatricals. But the, the biggest thing that I would say has stayed true in my career is that every day I get to go to work and it's doing something that I love. 
So it's that old adage of do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But I think especially for people in theater, whether you're on stage or you're doing admin behind the scenes, it's true because you're getting to bring that joy and that magic out into the world in some way. I could go on and on and give you more details, but uh, <laughs> that's the, the short version. <laughs> so you were the director of marketing at Samuel French too? So I actually, in terms of timing, I started there as a marketing marketing associate, mm-hmm. and then I moved up to marketing manager of community and engagement. And then whenever our merger acquisition happened with Concord, uh, Concord Theatricals is the home of four different imprints. So we have the R&H Theatricals, which is Rogers and Hammerstein, the Tams Whitmark Collection, the Samuel French Collection, and the Andrew Lloyd Webber Collection. So whenever we merged and became Concord Theatricals, there was a bunch of team shifts and changes. And uh, within about a month, it was a crazy time. My team changed and I got promoted to director. But that's also part of my journey. And, you know, I never expected that. I didn't wasn't looking for a new job. And it um, is kind of wonderful when the journey comes to you and you find that you've turned a corner and you're in a semi-new environment. So that's also something to consider that I, whenever I talk to people who are in college or high school, it's remembering that even if you think you found your dream job, things can keep evolving and changing. And that's truthfully, I think, part of the excitement. So That's awesome. Um, how would you summarize your job to someone who doesn't know what marketing is or doesn't know what the theater administration side of things are? Mm. Well, I would first explain what theatrical licensing is, because we are a theatrical licensing company along with publication and producing, uh, but the heart of what we do is at licensing. And uh, theatrical licensing is whenever we take a show that is out there in the world and we have the rights to it. So if somebody else wants to put that show on, they need to pay the rights to us. And that is so the creators of the show get paid. So what my job is in marketing is to market that title to potential producers. That's the very short version of it. There's a lot more that we can crack open, but that's the short side. So in researching for this interview and just delving into the um, licensing side of theater um, recently, I think you've done an amazing job marketing the brand of Concord Theatrical. So what tips do you have for people wanting to follow in your footsteps? Uh, well, thank you. It's a very big team effort. I'll say it's we have a, a large marketing team and a really committed staff. So I think that's actually the first tip is work with people who are passionate about the product or the company that you're putting forward. Because the first key thing is understanding what are you talking about and who are you talking about? So for all of us on the team at Concord Theatricals, we know what the spirit is. We know who both our division of Concord Theatricals, but Concord as a whole, our our parent company, we understand what the ideals are and what's important to them. So I would say that's the first thing. And then the second thing is make sure that you have a good variety of people. Uh, We have team members who are great at doing graphics. We have what I always call the MacGyver of the team, which is when you're at an event, obviously we haven't had one in a while because of the pandemic, you want somebody that you say, this speaker is broken and I have no idea how we fix it. And they go, I can do it. Give me chewing gum and string and a piece of tape and they fix it within five minutes. So you want that diversity on your team and diversity of thought as well. You know, we all come from different backgrounds and different experience levels. So you want to bring that in because you're marketing to a whole world of people that aren't going to think like you. So you want to make sure that you have fresh perspectives. Um, I would say those are the two biggest things. And then just being creative and collaborative. Those are being creative and collaborative are, are the two biggest things that our team does on a regular basis. Uh, plus, 
staying on top of deadlines. That's something that uh, <laughs> has to fall in there as well. That that can slip. It's I mean it's just a little important, you know, staying making sure we're very big into color coded labeling. Uh, in our department, we get very excited about granular details and timelines and deadlines. So I guess having a bit of that uh, nerdy passion for organization doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, so I know that in theater and entertainment, there's not much of a normal day, but <laughs> what would a day look like for you? Uh, so a typical day at Concord Theatricals, for me, it's all about collaboration and communication. So I kind of think of my day in three different parts and it's depending on what projects I'm working on. Uh, The first part is about our general content strategy. So in a non-pandemic world, and we had to shift this slightly during the pandemic, we're focusing on campaigns that promote licensing. So talking about our shows to potential producers and we have a really detailed content strategy system that our team works on getting things up on social media, e-blasts, all of that. Those are very task driven. So a big part of my day is just plowing through reviewing copy, looking at making sure that our action steps are are out. Uh, Those are kind of the two to three minute tasks I always think of. So if I have 15 minutes in between meetings, I sit down and power through that. Uh, The second part then is what, and I really recommend people to do this. It's something I, I talk to my team about a lot, finding focus hours to work on those really big ideas. So in addition to our normal content strategy, we'll have initiatives to elevate particular titles, or maybe there's a big Uh, campaign that's coming up that's around Valentine's Day. So something that takes a lot of creativity and dedicated focus. So normally I would say at least a part of my day is putting aside an hour or two that you block everything out, the emails, the slacks, and you can just really dig in and and have fun with what you're doing. And then the last part is a lot of interdepartmental projects. We, We talk a lot between departments at Concord, which makes it fun because then you know what everyone is up to, but there's a lot of meetings, um, in a good way. I'm very thankful for video conferencing, especially during the pandemic. We're on Teams and talking all the time and on Slack. So that's kind of the the breakdown of my day, I would say, is going back and forth between those tasks, the big focus ideas, and then connecting with other team members. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you mentioned um, it changing during COVID. And um, can you explain how you got through that and... Because Concord never really stopped. They just adapted for the online world. Yeah. Um, so what do you think people can carry forward from that? And how did that all change? Well, I think I have two answers to that question, actually. I think from an internal perspective, from those of us at Concord, and I, I think my colleagues won't mind if I speak on behalf of them, 
we have a really deep gratitude to Concord, to, to our company, because we were all kept employed during the pandemic. And, you know, being in the theater industry, we saw how hard our people were hit. And so to not only have had our job safe during that time, but to be busy, I think this was one of the busiest years I've ever had. Um, I think that gratitude for the company to be a part of this community, it really showed us the spirit of who we are. Um, and it's, it's strange, but that maybe was a, an odd silver lining that we got to see the, the true spirit of who Concord is and how much they care about their employees. So I think that's definitely something I will be taking forward as we go back in the office and, and everything. But in terms of outward, um, I think it's a fact that everybody is making theater happen at every day, regardless of what's going on in the world. You know, we did some really fun things called uh, 10 Minutes With. It was an Instagram story series, Instagram TV series that I did with some of our artists back in, I guess it was starting about a year ago. And we did it for a couple of months where we connected and said, okay, you're in quarantine, I'm in quarantine. What are you doing right now? And it was amazing to hear people's answers of um, what shows they were going back to that gave them comfort or how they were connecting with people in different ways via different art projects. So I think it's knowing that, that we can make that theater happen, but also the flip side is knowing that there's not really a replacement for that live theater. And I think that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most. And obviously a lot of people are, uh, is the night that we're back and we're looking at the stage and the curtain comes up and there's that tangible, magical moment that you can't replace via Zoom, you know? And so it's, it's kind of that buildup of, we have that community even when we're not together, but there is something about being together in person. And so we're even more appreciative of it since it was gone for a while. And it seems like that theater's coming back and those moments are coming back. I think so. I think my uh, my boss saw a show last night and uh, I bought my first tickets to a show this week. So I'm very excited. It was exciting to see that. Um, so yes, I think it is coming back and it, it, it's fun to see also a lot. I have a lot of actor friends seeing them start to get their gigs and all of our playwrights who have been busy writing during the pandemic, starting to get their work back up on stage. And I'll, I'll say that too, that the thing that I've missed the most and that we get to see at Concord is how theater is literally changing the world. You know, we go to high school theater conferences through the Educational Theater Foundation, and you can see a high schooler go and watch a piece of art on stage and how it viscerally affects them. I have so missed that over the past 15, 18 months. And so that's a, that's a really big thing that for us to be able to see our playwrights work up on stage changing the world, we can't wait to have that come back. Yeah. Um- I finished a production of Footloose on Crew a few weeks ago. Um, and Amazing! We didn't have to have any ticket restrictions, which was oh awesome. Oh my gosh, for like the first that's time awesome. in so long. Um, I'm so excited that those are coming back. That's those... terrific. That's got Footloose is also one of my favorites. It's so much fun. That how long was the run for? Um, we had one weekend with four shows. That's great. Oh, I bet the excitement in that theater was just—you can't even measure it. How, it was. how much fun it must have been. And I was so great to be front of house for that one so I could feel that energy every night. Was it almost everybody's first show back when the audience came in? Yeah. Last year we did uh, Legally Blonde, but oh, um, that was very limited crowd, social distanced, oh. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this was the first one of like almost a sold out house every night. Oh, amazing. That's awesome. That's great. Um, 
But back on track with questions. Where was I? <laughs> um, so what do you think people should know about the licensing and administration of theater and just what goes into theater before the curtain goes up? Oh, so much goes into theater before the curtain goes up. I think, you know, obviously we think about the creation of the piece, which that within itself, the, the written word creation, and then you have the creation of the production, which is a whole other element. But there is that piece of the puzzle that some people forget about, which is how does it get from the page to the stage? There's a, a middle step there, which is the rights and the royalties and everything. I think the thing for people to know is that the writers, the composers, the lyricists, that's their work that you're seeing. And they just, they not only deserve, they need to be recognized and paid for that, right? So that's what licensing does. It's saying, okay, I'm gonna take this beautiful thing that you made and I'm gonna, gonna pay you for it because you created it. And that's where licensing and, and publishing houses like ours come into play. Um, the biggest thing that I would say to all of our customers who are listening is to utilize Concord Theatricals to find the next show that you're doing, because we have so many, we have over 13,000 titles and they range from legacy ones to ones that were just off Broadway or coming back to Broadway now after the pandemic. Our catalog, um, we, we used to call it uh, the big telephone book that we would send out. You would just flip through and it would be all of these pages. We've done away with that and you can now use our website, which is a brand new website looking for filtered results and looking through categories, following us on social media, call up your licensing representative, talk to them about what your theater should be doing. There's an enormous talent out there in our modern current playwrights and we can help you find them and find what's right for your stage. So that that's the exciting thing and, and what people should know about licensing is there's endless possibilities and we're here to help you find them. Yeah, I think that's very important for people to hear. Um, what part has education played with your career path and your job now? Very important, uh, but I think in a way that maybe is not uh, traditional. I didn't study marketing or theater in college. I studied creative writing and had a minor in English, almost double majored in French. <laughs> um, I would not be the person I am today if it weren't for my time at CMU. And that's in part because of the creative writing staff and the humanities uh, school that's there, but also in very large part to Scotch and Soda Theater, which is the nation's oldest student-run theater group. Um, that education, it made me such a well-rounded person. The experiences that I was able to receive from taking psychology courses to different math courses, and then being a part of a student-run theater group where kind of how you said you were just working on crew, I did everything from being an artistic director to a director to dramaturg. So putting all those hats on to understand what is the ecosystem within theater. Um, but the other biggest thing that I would say is for people that are listening, if you weren't studying marketing in college or you weren't studying theater, that doesn't mean you can't have a career in it. Uh, you, you can teach yourself, you can learn on the job, you can do internships or go pick the brain of somebody you know who's in those positions. Education doesn't have to come through a four-year college experience. Education is going out for a coffee with someone and asking them how did they get to where they are. So I think for me, that's how I've always approached it is every opportunity is an educational moment. You just have to pick up on it. Um, so this is the biggest question of all. Oh, um out of those 13,000 plus shows that you have in your catalog. No, don't. I know what you're going to ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you have a favorite or a favorite few? Um, I do have favorites. Sarah Roll is one of my absolute favorite playwrights. And um, she is also one of the kindest and smartest people in the entire world. And I will say it's, it's coming up on Broadway soon, Passover by Antoinette Nwandu. If anyone listening did not see it when it was off Broadway a few years ago, you should go and see it on Broadway. It uh, haunted me and stayed with me for weeks after. Um, I think that's the fun thing about working at a company like this is that every promotion I work on, that title becomes my favorite because we dig into why is it relevant? Why is it important? I was working on something with Agatha Christie the other day and I thought, you forget what a genius, or you don't forget, but it's it's great to be reminded what a, a genius she was and how her work is still so relevant today. So yeah, I, I don't know if I have straight up favorites, but kind of whatever is of the moment. And Passover, the previews start in like two weeks or a mm-hmm. week, right? Next week? Yeah, I think Passover previews start. I'll check. What Are we going to be in August next week? Yeah, I think they start next week. August 4th. Yeah, next week. So if you're in New York, that uh, there's there's a lot of our shows we're excited that are that are back on Broadway or coming to Broadway. Between that and Six, the musical, um, Plaza Suite, there's a lot of different ones that are coming up. So yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add before we wrap up the episode? No, just thank you for doing this. I think it's really important that people understand, as I said earlier, the ecosystem of theater and that there's really a place for all sorts of skill sets behind the scenes and literally behind the stages, but also in the administrative offices. So to anyone listening out there who is interested in a career in theater, just keep searching until you found your spot, because I guarantee that it's out there for you. And if it's not there and you can't find it, then make it for yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you so much for being here. Thank um, you. This we'll was talk great. soon. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Talk with me, Mason Bray. You can check out my Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk underscore pod or my Facebook, Real Talk with Mason Bray. Or go to the description of this episode to get links to all of my social media as well as my website. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.